podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This holiday season, you know what I have on my wish list? Adventure. That's why I got a new Honda during the Happy Honda Day sales event. They have a whole lineup of rugged, all-wheel drive SUVs, CRV, Pilot, Passport. But at the end of the day, I drove off in a new HRV with a bunch of safety features. And best of all, I got it on clearance. So don't just sit around knitting an ugly holiday sweater. See your local Honda dealer for Happy Honda Day's clearance pricing today. To 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Ozil, Lacazette, Ozil! Yo! Hello and welcome to another Touchy Gunas podcast. My name is Lewis and I'm joined by Usuals. Uh, we got Dan and we've got Leroy. How you doing, lads? What's good? I'm good, man. Uh, What's happening, man? Good? You good, Dan? Yeah, I'm, go- I'm very good, man. I'm very yeah. good. Um, and we've got a special guest with us. We've got uh, Deluded Guna. Thank you for having me, man. Oh, you're welcome, man. It's been, it's been, a, it's going to be a pleasure. I know, I've been looking forward to getting you on for a while. Um, <laughs> sorry, I said no. I said thanks for that, man. Yeah, no, no. Like I enjoy your content on YouTube, man. So where, where can people find you on YouTube? Just give yourself a bit of a plug before we start. Ah, uh, deluded Guna on everything, literally from YouTube to Twitter. Really, deluded Guna all four, should I say, on on Twitter and all of them things. If you just type in deluded Guna on YouTube or even Google, I'm sure there's a bunch of crap that you'll find. To be fair. Yeah, you, you got a bit of a YouTube presence still. <laughs> oh, thank you, man. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> you know, man. <laughs> nah, man. It, bro, it's, you got you got to work hard, man. 
and you're working mm-hmm. hard, so it's, it's good. It's good stuff. Um, before we start, make sure to use the hashtag hashtag TouchdownFrackers. You can direct any questions uh, at us directly at TouchyGooners on Twitter. Um, lads, unfortunately, we're gonna have to start with a game um, on the weekend. Um, Deluded, since we haven't had you on before and you're you're a new guest, um, just give us like a brief summary of what your thoughts are towards Emery, <laughs> because that seems yeah. to be the hot topic at the moment. So yeah, just give us a, a brief summary on what you think of Emery and and has your stance changed over a certain period of time or have you always been that way? Well, to be honest with you, Liz, I don't really... Do you know what it is with Emery? I, I want to support him, I'm going to support him, but I don't... He's been here for how long now and I don't know what to make of him. I don't know if he's a defensive manager. I don't know. He spoke of being a protagonist and all of these sort of things. I haven't personally seen that. All of the things that are kind of kind of have been apparent and came to light against Watford have kind of been here all season and last season, to be fair. And I personally feel fans, to a certain degree, when we was going on the 22 unbeaten run, we're just kind of shutting up about it. And everything he shut up about, eventually it comes to the forefront. So, yeah, man, to be fair with you. So, so where, where, where are you standing right now? So you said you, you, you don't really know what to make of it. So mm. does that mean like you're so confused by what he's doing that it's like you see some positives and you see some negatives or are you just like you want him gone? Do you know, I don't want him gone yet. I think it's too early to be calling for him too to early. go. Nah, it's too it's, it, I, mm, I say too early lightly, man. I mean, mm. he's been here for a year and a bit. I don't really advocate clipping him right now. If he was to say sack him tomorrow, I don't necessarily be that would be the wisest thing. Okay. Personally, I have my doubts as to whether he's the guy to take this on long term. I know his contract's up at the end of this season. And to be fair, it's hanging on top four. There is a case to be said if he doesn't get top four to clip him. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But right now, it's on a, it's on a, it's, it's, it's really on edge, man. I, I'm not impressed with what I've seen really and truly. So he's my man for now. But I need to see a lot better, man. And I'm sure we're going to crack on with a lot of that. Yeah, no, definitely. All right, um, Leroy... <sighs> Man, where do we even start with this performance? It's, it's crazy because, you know, we, we, we took a we took a 2-0 lead, which, you know, put us in the driving seat despite us not playing very well. So it was quite refreshing to see, you know, that we were able to go 2-0 up, even though we were, you know, playing, playing pretty, pretty poorly. And we, we were maybe second best in that first half as well, despite having a two-goal lead. So um, where did you see things... Uh, where, where did they go wrong? Where did things go wrong, in your opinion, or was the or was the first half like a signal of things to come? Um, to be honest, yeah, for me, I think the reason we went two 0 up, I mean, the first goal was against the run of play, and mm. it's just Aubameyang being crazy. So mm. he hadn't had anything to do all game. Literally, the ball comes from sniff. He's not really balanced. He turns. He sets himself. Bang! Goal done. Right, one 0 Goals change games. That changed the flow of the game a little bit and we got a bit of our foot on the ball for the next sort of 10, 15 minutes. Um, we got the second goal through good play. Yeah, that was good team playing, etc. But to be honest, I feel like we gave Watford confidence. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the game really changed in the second half when they kind of thought... They started to press us and press us and press us. And we looked nervous. We looked nervous on the ball. And we didn't really like... When you've got a 2-0 lead, you really need to kill the game. You need to stamp your authority on the game. You keep the ball. You literally just hide it from them. Hide it from the other team. Um, but we couldn't really do that very well. And I found physically, especially in midfield, even though we had the diamond, they they completely overran us in terms of the physical battle. Mm. And 
you could see that they knew they had us in terms of the physical battle and, and, and they just went from there. They pressed us, they pressed us, they pressed us, they pressed us, creating lots of shots, even though they weren't the best chance in the world, creating lots of shots. And as if you're letting a team consistently shoot at you, you're, that team's just going to build more and more and more confidence. And as that team built confidence, then we gifted them a couple of goals through... I mean, even though they built all that confidence, they didn't look like they were going to really score, even though they haven't got shots. And we just gifted them two goals. And ah, what's there to say? This is like more of the same from Emery, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, Dan, was was you surprised at all at, at the way we set up in the lineup? Because I know I was a bit surprised to see um, Ozil and Ceballos, uh, Ceballos both in the same team, especially away against Watford. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I like it. Uh, but... I, I was a bit surprised to see it. Yeah, I was surprised. Um, that's that's one thing you can always guarantee with Emery. He'll surprise you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, um, yeah, I, I, I think um, I, I was I was watching the game and thinking there's like there's certain things that happen basically every Arsenal game without um, without um, without a fail, and that is um, one um, a change start starting eleven. So he'll tinker or get one or two players in and out um, Aubameyang will pretty much score in every game um, we will um, concede a goal um, based on um, an individual error um, whether it's, it's Socrates or um, Xhaka or Sonado Louise um, Socrates um, it's just it will happen um, we will make silly fouls um, not even tactical fouls I'm thinking okay this is in transition and we, um, we are, this is a good foul um, I think Lacazette made one of them last week against Spurs but really just unnecessary fouls like the Kolesina challenge. It's just so many things that always happen every game. Um, struggling to build from the back, um, which I find um, absolutely atrocious because for uh, for 12 months, 40 months, um, he's had this idea of building from the back and players are receiving the ball in the wrong areas, um, not not looking over their shoulders. It seems like they're, they're do- they don't have a real structural approach to build from the back. It's just, oh, we're kicking it off from... from, from you're kicking it short, but um, there's no real um, there's no real strategy, and the ball's going to the right hand side a lot, which um, surprises me when David Lees is the better ball player and he plays on the left. Um, opponents are shooting us basically every game um, comfortably as well, and that is not just a theme this year. That was a theme last year as well. I, I remember a game, I think it was the Huddersfield game, we were getting our shot by Huddersfield. Mm. I mean, they didn't have the best shooting positions, as in they weren't necessarily in our box, but. We are letting people shoot. This is a theme of Emery's arsenal. And um, ultimately, I just think serious questions have to be asked about him and uh, his approach. Um, um, I would I would categorise him as a defensive or a pragmatic manager, um, but we don't have the ability to, to defend, so uh, it's ridiculous. Um, I saw a tweet um, that kind of nicely summarised my thoughts, and probably you, man, will agree. Um, it, was, um, it was saying that um, something about Arsenal um, or this Arsenal team is basically terrible at the things Wenger's Arsenal team was terrible at mm. and it's also terrible at things Wenger's Arsenal team was great at mm. so what is the point what are we achieving um, the main thing with Emery for me necessarily is not even the results I can't I can't see a process I can't see a process I can get behind a way of thought a philosophy um, a plan um, he's not charismatic or a club legend so I purely judge him on his football and at the end of the day his football is terrible so Hence why my opinion of him is um, is very very low, and um, we all want Arsenal to do well. Um, this is this is one thing we can agree on, and we all uh, positive about uh, positive about the transfers. Um, Don Raul um, managed to facilitate this summer, so um, this is extremely uh, annoying for me that um, 
that we basically back to it feels like we're back to square one um, yeah. to back to to last season where we don't really know what's gonna gonna happen and he's had 12, 12 to fourteen months to to develop a, a football and identity and we we completely lack that and his approach is strongly based on the opposition um, and not things that you would typically associate with Arsenal and also not things and not things that um, you'd want to associate with Arsenal or. A, a top top elite football team. Do, so um, you, you see what you just said there, though, about um, his approach is strongly based on uh, the opposition. I didn't necessarily think that was the case against Watford, unless he completely got it wrong with the profile of the opposition. Because I felt like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't start Sabios, Özil, Xhaka um, away to Watford. Uh, like when I, you look at the profile of their players mm-hmm. in midfield, I think that's yeah. uh, that's so the opposite of. Yeah, I think if you're if, exactly if you were going to base a midfield around competing with Watford, uh, you would surely go head to head with them in terms of like physicality. So you wouldn't play Xhaka, you wouldn't play you definitely wouldn't play Özil in that midfield. So, yeah, um, I, I, I kind of get confused about like what yeah. Emery actually is because we do say he's this defensive manager, and you know he you know he he's um, he based a lot of his thought on the opposition, but then he throws a spanner in the work sometimes like. Yesterday, um, he does I, surprise you. Yeah, he does. He surprises me, but it doesn't. There's no logic. There's no logic behind it. So, like, even in terms of the we're two new up, and we're we're pretty comfortable. I would say, despite the shots, and I know shots have a strong correlation to mm. goals and whatnot, but we yeah, we were yeah. pretty comfortable in my eyes. Um, until maybe about yeah, until until the second half, like uh, early in the second half, I felt we, we we started feeling some of the pressure, and um. But we we continue to try and do this passing up from the back, you know. Uh, that, that that doesn't nece- that doesn't really speak to me of a of a manager who is very intent on playing defensive football. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I I don't, I don't know if that's he just confuses way, me. Yeah, in a way, I think maybe he's going through some sort of identity um, identity crisis. To be honest, because I think he he knows he must he's, he must be smart enough, smart enough to know the the um, the expectations of being an Arsenal manager. And what type of football want people want? So obviously he kind of catered to that in his interview and also some of his press conferences, saying we are we are the protagonist. Um, but his real identity is not that. Um, he also said he's a chameleon, so he will change depending on the opposition. So I think he's like basically in between, and he's trying to do both. Um, and he doesn't. So one thing about him is I feel like he doesn't have the um, core principles, values, or basics that his teams are really based on. So that um, when he goes, when he tinkers around, he's basically like left in free fall. And um, yeah, so I think, and also for, with the Watford game, I think um, uh, Lacazette not being there and also us not having a, um, a left winger, really, he wasn't going to start an Elson. So he kind of, the team kind of made him, um, though the team sheet was kind of um, was kind of obvious. He knew he had to kind of play Uzo if he's fit. So um, he's going to he's going to deploy the same system against Liverpool, just with different um, players. Um, do you know? I, I, do you I know was what surprised Torreira didn't play. That was really weird to me. Do you, do you know what I think is actually happening? Personally, anyway, I feel that mm-hmm. um, it does make sense what he's trying to do because I can see it. He 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 knows that we struggled away all last season. That was a big problem, and he's basically trying to find a fix for that. His fix for that was we want we want Pepe, so we've got a counter-attacking threat. So he wants mm. to have a counter-attacking threat in away game. So the home plan is our plan A or whatever. The counter-attacking threat is our plan away. Um, what he's okay. also trying to do is have a central solid base. So either he, you notice Emery seems give up the wings, so they don't really particularly close down crosses. 
that well. They just uh, we'll let the team have it in wide spaces. If it comes in in the air, we're going to rely on our centre backs to clear it, but we're not going to let them through the middle. So I think what he's trying to do is have an away strategy that's based on counter-attacking football, with um, blocking the centre and plugging the centre using the wide midfielders and making sure we just shuffle everything outside, um, restrict people to look uh, long crosses into the box, and hopefully we'll clear those. That's why I feel like a strategy is. Um, the problem is like obviously the, we can't legislate for individual errors. Our individual errors are an issue, but the individual individual errors come as a fact that our teams, especially in midfield and defence, are seem to be under so much pressure. Mm. They're under so much pressure because we turn over the ball far too easy in attack. Our attacks break down far too often. Even our counter attacks, they lack quality and they break down far too often. Mm. Um, so if you look at the the goal, the, the penalty that we conceded for David Luiz, like, I was I was actually gonna I was actually gonna tweet about. Um, and tweet about David Luiz, but obviously I've got agendas against him. You know how it is. But I was going to tweet. <laughs> I, I, I was going to tweet. I actually kind of see why David Luiz is struggling there. If you watch it, he was struggling to get in position. It was a real big rush because we got caught out with the ball broke down. They broke on us very, very quickly. He mm. was pushing out um, the left back to to go and um, try and um, stop that player and try and he was going to take Pereira. He got to Pereira slightly late. Pereira, he wasn't really set when he got to Pereira. Pereira took the step inside him and he'd done him. Yeah. So it was because the team was under so much pressure from the transition that he made the kind of rush decision. Yeah. And it's, it's that a foul kind you of... kind of forgive outside the area, isn't it? It's like Exactly. Yeah. And it's that type of pressure that we're under constantly, which mm. is actually increasing the uh, amount of forced errors that uh, unforced errors, sorry, that our defenders make. Um I, we need to. We need a different midfield. We, we need to learn different... how to move as a unit. To be honest with you, like just touching on the point you said, especially the point you said about wide area. I hardly agree. Both of you really just summed up the points. But for me, if you're going to stay compact and favour that, then you need to be able to move as a unit. And it all stems from us not having a midfield defence, not really know what they're doing. I feel a lot of our goals. I'm not going to criticise our strikers, but we're one of the worst teams in the league without the ball. There's even a couple of times we can. I know you all know about stopping these things at the first point. You see them Liverpool players do it. We don't do these sort of things. And this is the sort of thing we need to look at Emery and say, "What are you doing? You've been here enough. We heard protagonists. We heard pressing football. We heard this, that, and the other. I know we've all lied when we've got jobs, and it's looking like the same thing through <laughs> Emery. <He's been. laughs> well, speak for yourself, mate. Yeah, speak for yourself." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, he's really. Like, I think one of you said a great point. I can't remember which one about. Um, he's probably looking at himself, and they you, in the prem. I like that he likes to think about the opposition and whatnot. But there needs to be a certain degree of bravery, and he's played with a handbrake since he's managed this club. We had to beg him to play Lacazette and Aubameyang. There are games you don't need to play all of them. Fair enough, he don't really know what he wants to do with them two and Pepe, but we heard he wanted a winger for how many months in the season? So surely he's got to have figured, OK, I've got two strikers and a winger now. How am I going to line them up as a front three? You literally see nothing. Um, if he wasn't an Arsenal fan, what players significantly improved in this club? What player? Like, there's not one. So what has he done here? At least with Chelsea, you can even look at Lampard. They've got question marks. But immediately, you see what he wants to do. You said a great point, Lewis, about we call him a defensive manager, but we haven't even seen that. That's what I was trying to say. Like, what is all, all this chame chameleon business and all of this stuff? You need to grow a pair and... Be a careful, circus. mate. You're sounding a lot like you want him out of the club. A minute ago, no. you were like... <laughs> I was gonna, <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm going to give him time. <laughs> Embrace my guy, but he needs to pattern, and it's that simple. Like. I'll praise him. I'll praise him and critique him fairly, man. 
when he was doing his thing and the substitutions were looking good, was I was praying. Pretty... Weren't those substitutions like based on his uh, errors in the initial, <laughs> like, <laughs> initial lineup? Yo, you're obviously doing something wrong. If you're thinking, okay, cool, mm. I'm consistently having to change something at halftime. Mm. It's you. We're relying on, to this day, we're relying on too much individual brilliance to make the difference at this club. We're not generating chances. We're, we, how many times, have, if we're not getting bullied in midfield, we've seen bog standard players play us off that park in midfield. And, and this, this, it's not on anymore, man. I'm not seeing anything. I, I want him to do well, I really do, but I'm not seeing anything. And the longer this goes on, you can't defend the undefendable. Yeah, man. Well, um, just to touch on a quick point, you you mentioned the subs that were so good last year. But what was he doing with the subs in this game? No. Huh? What, yeah. was, what was he doing I, with the subs in this I, game? I, I kind of under, I understood taking off Urzu. I did understand yeah. that. Like if uh, when when Willock came on, I kind subs of have been poor, man. The subs have been poor. Let's not lie. Subs have been poor in the last few games. Even if we go back to if we go back to Liverpool, look how long he took to bring on Lacazette or whoever it was. He's mm. really he's he's not been moving pattern recently. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. And he seems to have... Um, like, uh, last season, there seemed to be a common trend of, you know, making halftime substitutions. I don't think he has done that so far this season. I might I might be wrong there, but um, I do... He brought Pepe... Pepe. He brought Pepe, Pepe against Burnley, half-time. didn't he? Burnley, yeah. But that's the only one so far, right? In five yeah. games. Whereas last season, that seemed to be like a constant theme of, you know, making a sub at halftime. Um, maybe that's a sign that he feels that things are going quite well at halftime. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, Madness. I'm, yeah. I, I'm looking at some of the XG stats now. And I, I said, like, after the first two or three games, I was a bit worried Whoa, that we weren't really creating nuts. chances. And we don't. We're like about 14th in the league um, in terms of XG uh, created and uh, awesome. XG against we're the fourth we're, we're fourth bottom like not only Norwich Bournemouth and West Ham are uh, mad, it's uh, mad. below us which is bananas absolutely bananas um, and that speaks volumes of what we've seen so far man because if, if Aubameyang if, if gets injured we are finishing outside the top eight man yeah yeah uh, but yeah. the thing is this is all why I mean it's all about process. Like you can talk about results, and we can talk like the twenty-two game unbeaten run. Like I was dead, a very, vo- I was very vocal opponent saying, I, I, ain't, "I ain't having this. Mm. I ain't having this." Because you can't see process. And the problem is, like we've got an opportunity here to get the top four while City and United are weak. If there's any threat to that, we change. Chelsea, you mean, yeah? Yeah, Chelsea. Sorry, yeah, definitely not City. Any... <laughs> yeah, sorry. If there's any threat to that, we we change it. So that's mm. why I'm on. Like. I'll give him the next few games and see how he's how it's panning out. If if we're looking like we're going out of touching distance and this continue, I probably wouldn't even give him the next few games. I'll, I'll just bin him. I'll bin him. And you know what? I would even bin him for someone that's pragmatic and defensive like Rafa Benitez, because I know At least that he's going to be well, organised yeah. and he's going to do it well and have his interim thing until next summer. Make the top four, give yourself the best chance, and then boom, get your long term manager then yeah. because. Emery's not going doing well in either direction. At least you give it to someone that you know is competent, even though you might not be happy with the type of football they'll do. Yeah. That's the thing for me. Like it just seems in free fall. Like what 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 are we doing? Like the lack of the lack of identity is really baffling me. Like I'm like he tinkers so much but has no visibly underlining strategy or philosophy. Like it's crazy. Like it's that gets me more than anything. Like, People got gassed off the hand signs, man. I thought he was doing a madness. <laughs> the thing is, I, I understand it. He, he's basically a, a lower half of the table manager. That's why. Because that. That, that is the type of 
management that will get you very well being the underdog, mm. get you very far being the underdog. Because you don't have to, you have to be reactive to what the better teams doing. You have to be reactive to not, every not situation. The, not the, the worst teams. teams. Exactly, not the worst yeah. team. You have to be reactive to. The, you're always playing teams that are better than you, so you're reacting to what they're doing and nullifying what they're doing. If you have to be proactive, you have to be the creator. He cannot do that. He doesn't have it in him. Like that's that's the difficult. So he would be a very good manager of someone like um, in the league. I don't know, maybe like a, a Leicester or mm. not even that because they're they're pretty good or like even like a like Burnley a West or Ham or something. Like or West Ham, yeah, yeah. giant killers. Mm. When Wolves came up and promoted, he'd probably mm. be a good manager of Wolves. You need someone who, one, has a baseline philosophy that who can control games if you're going to be a top-four manager. Look at how Liverpool controlling games at the moment. Look how City control games at the moment. Less so, Spurs can, don't control games, but they have their own method of winning. But if you're a top team against smaller teams, you need to be able to control games, and you need to write, this, this game's run into my story. And, and that's what you need, and we need a coach who can do that. But the thing is, ugh, there's, there's not that much available at the moment, so it's a real difficult one. You make quite a good point about Emery being like this, um, this guy who is, um, he, um, he's the giant killer. And I, and I was thinking about this earlier. I was thinking, um, he made his name in Spain, right? Where most managers are fairly dogmatic into their, into their philosophy and their way of playing. So he basically developed a way of kind of beating teams through being the pragmatic guy. And he, he's, he's made us come up that way. Um, so I think this is not something he's going to change. This is just him. And um, this doesn't necessarily work at a club like Arsenal when you don't have a base philosophy that we can build on. And, um, and it's just a requirement. Really, it, and and it's, have it. it's also why you'd be successful in cuts but not in leagues. So in, yes, in, yes, in, exactly. in Sevilla, like, he went a whole year, with, whole season without winning away. A whole season. In his whole exactly. season. He actually, right, with, that, with, with the players he had at Sevilla, in the league, he underperformed. For Valencia, in the league... He underperformed. He's done very well in Massively, cup competitions. Massively, was a great team at Valencia. Yeah, and he's done very well in cup competitions. But in the league, he underperforms because his style of management is for big one-off games where the finer details matter or if you're a smaller team uh, facing a bigger team to overachieve. Over, over a period of a long, a long um, season with a big team, he's not the guy. Not yeah. the guy at all. I think initially he ticks a lot of the boxes that, like, I think he had a lot of fans on his side to start with because he, he did do the things that, you know, we criticised Wenger for, you know, not having a, well, seemingly not having a defensive strategy. At least we thought Emery would provide that, right? Um, at, at the bare minimum, we thought, well, he's a defensive coach, so he would at least provide us some kind of defensive solidarity. You know, he uh, some fans criticised Wenger for not being proactive enough in terms of his substitutions, in terms of his instructions. We've seen that somewhat with Emery I think Emery probably tries to instruct players a bit too much you know um, I think that's that's a bit of an issue on the pitch um, th there seems to be too many uh, th th players seem to be too rigid in their thinking um, like you know this whole playing out from the back thing we're doing it until we kill ourselves it's, it's it seems ridiculous to me um, it's, fun, it's, it's funny you say that, but I don't see rigidity at all. Because when I, the problem is when you keep chopping and changing formation. Like, for example, when we were playing this diamond, I, I didn't see a plan, a pattern of play of how we were going to play out. It was just like, yeah, you start, you start, when, when, when you start I say the defenders and yeah. But when I say rigid, I mean rigid in thinking. So it's like, do this. It must do this. You know, it like... It, Every time we were playing out, it was to Socrates or... But, um... but I, I, I don't see that. I don't see a plan. I don't see any kind of pattern of play. I don't see any kind of coaching that's saying, OK, I can see the coaches actually letting them do this. I see these players 
being put in a position and basically freestyling because freestyling but then we should we should be yeah. blaming some of the players for this then because it's like if if that well, is the case no, then why is Socrates no making you can blame the players but at the same time if they don't do what the, he did if the man if they don't do deem what the manager tells them to do they're not going to play so i agree with you i think our players get away with a lot like they at the end of the day they're the ones playing football but at the same time as much as we critique these players performances if emre is literally telling them to keep doing that and they're doing and listening to his game plan you, you have to be smart enough as a player to, to change things but I can't really fault them because it does look like that to a degree mm. I don't know man I, 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 do you, to do me, you, I do see... know what the big thing was yeah, you finish up on no, no, I was uh, just going to say, to me, I see rigidity in ideas and not yeah. necessarily a game plan, but just like... Handbrake, mental handbrake, man. Real mental handbrake. You just, yeah. Yeah, so, so some of the things the players were doing, I just don't believe they would do that on a, like, if they were, if they weren't given clear instructions to do what they were doing. To me, it looks like the decisions were freestyle. They were based off, oh, we know what the principles we're supposed to play out from the back um, mm -hmm. in any circumstance. Mm. So we are going to have to do that. But it didn't seem like they were coached in where to pick up the ball. No, no, I agree. Which spaces I agree. to yeah, occupy, yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. And no, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I don't think there's... Like, he, he definitely has no game plan in terms of like how... So like, I'm talking about more the initial first pass. So it's like play mm. out to Socrates, but then what next? Then it's, um, it's just going to Jacker, yeah. and then there's nothing else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Jacker's our best builder, and then uh, well, he, should be our, <laughs> he should be our best builder anyway. But um, I don't know whether to laugh what, or cry at him. What's the point? Then, then our house is our house is about to fall down. Yeah, yeah. 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 laugh or cry at that man. Really it is, but then we weren't really building through Jacker as much, were we? No, we were giving it to Gendouzi. And the thing is, I understand why we're giving it to Gendouzi because he at least, he can move. He can get out a little bit. But the thing is, one thing, his first touch is not good enough for it. He's naive, man. It's not good enough for it because it's very, very inconsistent. And that's where he gets himself caught. It's a poor first touch and then they're on to him. But if that is the plan, and I don't know, you think it isn't the plan, but I think it probably is the plan to get it into Gendouzi. What is the point of Xhaka being on the pitch then? That's his done, isn't it? Like for some reason, that's his. That's the guy he sees as the captain. Personally, I'm not. I don't really hate Xhaka. I just don't feel he should be playing. I I don't see what he offers, but he must be offering Emre something. He's going on his second season now. Whatever people say <laughs> about Wenger, second, third year, whatever under Xhaka um, has been there. Second season under Emre, played under Wenger. I don't know what he offers, but he has to have offered something. I can't see it. I really can't see it. And I'm gonna turn myself crazy trying to see it, but I, I, I just, oh, I don't know. It must be that long, that long pass, that long pass he has in every twenty attempts. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And he, he never gets it right, does he? I mean, <laughs> I actually don't think Xhaka played that badly. No, he didn't play that Watford. badly against Watford um, in comparison. Yeah, in compared to Gendouzi and uh, Maitland Niles, I mean Maitland Niles, fucking hell, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if we're gonna blame that to instructions or what, but I mean he's had no, no. He, he was poor against Spurs. He first. smokes too much he weed. <laughs> he he's my done so I ain't gonna say that. You know someone yeah. who smokes when you see one. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's got chip. No, he's he's definitely been bunning too much. Oh, bro. bro. Bunny with the man in uh, in Broadwater Farm or something, bro. Because <laughs> well, you and the thing is, if someone told me he he done a spliff in the bleachers before the game, yeah. I, it wouldn't surprise me. Mm. I would not be surprised. But you know what? We're coming back to Shaka. I think I know what Emery sees. 
uh, as we've seen from um, Vitz from the, um, I'm not going to mention like get, give anyone a free promo, mm. um, but yeah, uh, Emery likes height. He wanted Nzonzi. He likes height in his defensive mid position. Shaka's one of the tallest midfielders that we have, and he's probably out of the midfielders we have one of the best in the air. So that's one thing. And the second thing is Shaka actually when. When the game's not stretched, he actually does put in a pretty good defensive shift. Yeah, he makes a lot of mistakes, but he actually does do a lot of defensive actions. So he wins the ball quite a lot. He makes a lot of tackles, um, and he, he gets himself into a lot of defensive duels, mm. makes a lot of recoveries, etc. So I feel like that's what he sees. But then obviously the other part is the mistakes, the errors, the lack of mobility. So we really do get caught out, which is holding us back. And then um, uh, you're playing with blinkers. Exactly, playing with blinkers and the lack of press resistance because he's just because he, he's only one sided. He can only play 180 degrees. Anything on the right for it, not happening. Mm. So I feel like that's what he sees in him, um, and I feel like he does not rate Torreira because of the height and maybe a bit of um, physicality in long distances. But um, yeah, that's what I think he does, and that's why I think he's sticking with Shaka. But we we need something yeah. else there because it's yeah. holding us back. I, I, I definitely agree, and uh, and uh, and I, I said something similar, and and, uh, and to add to that is. Um, I think he. Whereas I don't want to defend Jacker because um, I'm just tired of him, man. But he's deploying Jacker, or he deployed Jacker in this game in a position that is doesn't suit him and has not suited him in his career before. So Jacker really is best at unless it's a slow game <laughs> when he plays for the Swiss national team. Um, you cannot play him as a as a single as a, as the holder. He always played in a double pivot. His mm. most successful spell Arsenal, or the only good spells he had at Arsenal was next to Ramsey, who covers a lot of grounds. Does all the does a lot of dog work for him up and down, and Jack has then the time and presence to kind of assure his passing. And the games the games tend to be not as open when you have someone that can cover the ground as well. So he is better when he has someone next to him that can do that. Similarly, at Gladbach they did have um, Christopher Kramer doing that or um, Dahoud. So again, he's playing Jack as the only one. So um, as the as the holder. So when the ball breaks down, and we are not good at game pressing. Which is absolutely ridiculous. I don't know why we're not good at it. I heard we're like one of the worst something... pressing teams in the league yeah. or something. Well, like we've got some of the worst. We clearly are. Yeah. Yeah. Our pressing, pressing is disjointed yeah. half of the time and it's inconsistent. Exactly. We clearly are. We're I think one we've of regressed to be off the ball. I feel like yeah, we've we regressed, regressed in terms of that yes, yes, strategy. Yes, we have. Yeah. We've regressed in all sorts of attacking or front footedness. There's no way around it. Like we Smash. do not press properly. We show it occasionally in certain games, like last season, but we don't know how to press. How many times have we seen our attackers? One guy's pressing, one guy's dropping. In, a next man doesn't really know what's going on and that goes back to Bruno Emre like what is he coaching mm. we knew pressing yeah. aggression passion all of these things we was hearing it when he <laughs> came to the club all of these good things it brings me back to lining in interviews haven't seen none, haven't <laughs> seen none of that haven't seen none of that there's been a couple examples of course because there were times like what was it where we what we drew Liverpool we drew against Liverpool like 1-1 I kind of saw I gave him his props for that game but more often than not there's nothing there's not one thing you can pinpoint right now with Una Emre and say yeah you can't say he's, he's improving young players you can't say we're improving defensively you can't say we're on this thing in terms of attacking people will mm. look at Aubameyang's goals and whatnot but real football people know where we're getting at with that one but mm. Emre's got to fix up for real man yeah to, to go back to my point about um, the gaming press so we don't we don't win the ball back quickly hence why we then um, find ourselves in defensive transitions which we are not able to recover from so Jacques being the holder, he's not good at winning the ball back in those scenarios where there's lots of space, or he's not good at getting pressing up high. So he's really deploying him in, his, in, in, a, in a position 
where he's just going to get exposed in those scenarios. And we are obviously, Lira has mentioned this as, as well, we're very bad at um, keeping the ball. The ball breaks down all the time. So continuously, Xhaka just keeps being in those type of situations, getting overrun, getting pammed. And um, he already is um, error prone. And um, this continued stress is just going to lead to more errors. So I don't see the point in him playing as a holder at all. If he plays only in a double pivot, um, their, their mass or hides is limitations. If we don't do that, it's basically suicide. Um, even though in this game, he did actually quite well to, to, to what I expected. Um, it's suicide if you do that. It's just, it's just, it's just an error waiting time. 2020 has presented its share of challenges, and some of us are taking a hard look at our future. Can you imagine owning your own business? As an Amerispec franchise owner, you can have more security and control over your future and be there for your community with an essential service year-round. You could join the most recognized brand and home inspection services, Amerispec, and provide peace of mind to home buyers. With low startup costs and excellent operational support, you can be a business for yourself, but not by yourself. Learn more at join podcast. Let's uh, let's move on to a little bit of Pepe because um, I mean he's getting a lot of stick right now. Um, <laughs> maybe some of it's rightly so in it. Like I haven't been able to tune into it because we got man. some shameless United fans that are you know I, taking yeah, us man. to town for a bit. You know what I mean? But I can't, I can't really engage too tough. Do you know what I, mean? Bob, I keep saying I'm, I'm waiting. Me off. Yeah, he's he's pissing me off, man. Like Daniel James, you know. It was a performance that kind of... Uh, he, he took that from the Spurs performance, you know. It was kind of more of the same thing. Um, is, is, it, is it a positional thing? What is it? Is he being... Is this, is this forward role not for him? What, what is it? Is he, is he not seeing the ball enough? I don't know. Because I'm lost for ideas with him. Oh, well, is everyone lost Fridays? Is, is that? Is that... Uh, no, 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 deluded. You go first, man. Guess, guess. Person, personally, it is frustrating me a lot, but I believe in him, man. I think there's a player in there. Just how far he can go, I don't know. At the end of the day, he was bought for 70 odd million, regardless of the instalment, so he has to deliver. But I think there's a player in him, man. He is frustrating. He does need to fix up, but I think there's a player in them. For me, I can't understand why some Arsenal fans are going over the top beyond constructive criticism because even if he is frustrating, in terms of a wide option, surely he is better than what we had last season. Oh, yeah. uh, Nelson, Nelson's not really been in the picture, but him as well. Personally, I'm pre- prepared to persist with these guys because mm. and it, I think they've kind of been shortchanged with Una Emery because last season, when there was no real out-and-out wingers really in the side he was insistent on wingers now he's insistent on being narrow I know Pepe if he in everyone's book he'd probably play on the right for everyone but a part of me thinks do you know what you just came to the Prem let's slap you on the left where in theory just be direct just go at someone obviously you have to switch up your play but on the right hand side he looks like he's got too much to think about is he potentially trying too hard I do think that to a degree because like you've all seen just simple options and probably the more frustrating thing for me is like he will do the right things and show the positives but he'll just not shoot with enough power in his foot or the shot will just not be at it but I like him man yeah I I like him a lot like uh, my opinion on him hasn't really changed um I just I I need to see more from him though um the game the second half oh, sure. sympathy because I mean Aubameyang must have touched the ball about three times in the second half. So 
I know that's not necessarily unusual from a banger, but it just goes to show that the service in the second half, we were completely pinned back. They they didn't see the ball at all. Um, so I've got a bit of sympathy from him there, but the first half performance was kind of just, it was frustrating me, man. It, 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 the game just seemed to pass him by a bit. Um, and I don't really uh, know what to suggest, really. Do you know I'm what? Lo- I'm lost. In, in Pepe, yeah. Right, you probably... I mean, we, I said it on previous pods. I had my concerns and I listed them. I had concerns about his technical security. Um, I had concerns about his overall quality. I had concerns about his goal-scoring ability because a lot of the goals he scored at Lille were um, either penalties or all very similar types of breakaway yeah. goals. Um, he didn't really score a high variety, so I feel like his numbers were falsely inflated. Um, he did have a lot of assists as well. But what I see... He didn't, and, I did. mean... He did have a lot of assists. Right, yeah. But what I'm saying, what I see in this guy, and don't laugh, don't take this, I see an upgraded upgraded version of Javinho. Uh, and hey. in a good way. In a good way, though. Because even though he can oh, be yes. loose with hey, it, way. <laughs> I, even, though he can be, even though he can be loose with it, even I'm though he so, can be a bit sloppy. I'm so pissed off you've said that, bruv. Because <laughs> you know that man listens to the pod, bruv. <laughs> they listen to oh, the pod. Hey, hey, listen. Listen, every time listen. you talk about Pepe in the group chat, yeah, I want to PM you and say, bruv, shut up, man. Why, why are you giving him ammo for? <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you giving them ammo for? Like, like put that in the Toshi Gunas group, man. Nah, bruv, bruv, you know what? No, the thing is, I, <laughs> despite him being loose with it, despite him being a bit sloppy, he 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 he's got shout out to Nogo chaos factor. He's yeah, got yeah. chaos factor. He's a kind of person <laughs> that creates um, unpredictability in the final third. And I feel like even though we've overpaid for him, definitely, um, with a bit of time. And if we get a manager that can allow us to sustain attacks, I think he'd have been very good under Wenger, ironically. Yeah. A manager who can sustain attacks against pending teams, he'll be a very useful and very productive and creative player. And he'll ha- he'll cause problems. Mm. So it's not that I'm worried that he's not going to be a decent player and have an impact. I feel like we need to, one, get the right setup in, in, in terms of the offence and get uh, a team that can sustain attacks. But I do feel that we've overpaid for him and... He's not going to be of the quality people expect of a seventy-two million pound player. Exactly that. Exactly that. Exactly that. Because even if he was looking at him last season, he's not the finished article. We can't, there's no way around it. Most football fans won't care. We all know he's not a seventy-two pound million pound player, whatever it was. So he's really going against it. I just feel I don't feel you need to give someone six months, but I do think people cast off new signings very quickly. Don't get it twisted. You can see when someone's good and when someone's poor. But I think carrying on from what you said, we just got to be patient with with him, man. There's a player in them. Again, it goes back to. To Emery, can he recognise his shortcomings and improve him? Because as much as I feel Pepe is at fault, not just him, but several areas around the team that we've been discussing, there's a mismatch everywhere. So a part of me thinks if we was in a setup and an environment for everyone to flourish or the manager, or it appeared to the fans that the manager knows what he's doing, would things be different? But I guess we'll just have to see. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah. I, the Villa game on the weekend is is the perfect place for him to to, to, to boost his confidence in it. Like Villa are not a good side. Um, um, Dan, did you want to say I, something before we move on? Yeah, I, I still think he 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 probably will struggle a bit longer, um, based on the system we play in. Um, so I saw I don't know one of these French I think GFFN they had like quite a good um tactical um article on um, Pepe and what he, what made him really good at Lille mm. and it was something about um, his shot locations the way he takes his shots from 
And uh, most of his shots are like in like the area, or most of the goals he scored were from shots in the area. Really. And um, Arsenal, he just doesn't get the ball uh, in those areas, and this areas are often enough. And um, he's he's had a lot of shots from outside the box. Yeah, he's, he's come close with that that sh- yeah. that same shot a few times where he like cuts inside and he's trying to bend it, but it yeah. never looks right. It never looks yes. right. It, 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 it looks like it's going too going straight. He doesn't box. get the whip on it. I don't know if, yeah, it's, so if that's a technical issue or. I'm, I'm, it I must be right. It is, a, it, is, it is a technical issue, definitely. Mm. You you can see there's technical he's issues in Pepe. At long shots, yeah. He's not, he's no, not just, good at long shots. Not just that, but there's there's a lot of technical issues in Pepe. Even though he, he's like one of them aft ballers, you know, them aft ballers with mad flair. Mm. They can do mad stuff, but really, technically, if you look at the very, very basics, he's got issues. I can't lie, he's man them that play football in the cages, man. He's exactly. I love him, but he's running. This is very Awobi ish, brother. With their hand kind of inverted, like touching. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You know, lads, off lads, the wall. Lads, can we just, yeah. can we just, can we just chill, please? Because ops are listening. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Ops are listening. He's a baller. It's first touch is not a lot. When the ball's on the ground, his first touch is actually quite good because you don't know what direction you're going. So yeah, that sort of stuff, that flary stuff, he's good at. He's very good at that. So he he he's always likely to be his first man. Um, I think his decision making definitely has to improve. Mm. Like um. Some decisions he does actually have quite a decent final pass, um, yeah. by the looks of it. But some of the decisions just um, stupid. And he shoots. He shouldn't shoot from some of the locations he's shooting in. That's but my that's my biggest gripe with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I can have... due to not being in good situations and not enough at Arsenal, and he wants to get that goal. Obviously, so exactly. No, exactly that. It's because we don't get in that situation enough. Imagine if we had teams pending as we should, yeah. and he's getting the ball every third possession, isolating mm-hmm. against the fullback. Having yeah. three or four goes every every ten minutes, he's yeah. gonna do something. Out of them three or four, he's gonna do something. But he's getting the ball once every fifteen minutes, and then he's like, "Oh, I need to do something." Mm. And then uh, he did and have he quite does... a lot of touches against Watford. To be fair, fifty-two. I would imagine a lot of them came in the first half. But I mean, yeah. he didn't really receive the ball in any dangerous, dangerous position. It was like exactly. I'm looking yeah. at his heat map now. It's like very deep in the uh, on the left uh, on the right wing. Sorry. Um, and it, and you can see he's getting bored because he's coming mad deep to get the ball. Mad, mad deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we don't even have the ball in the final third. We have the ball in our third all the time. So he's coming into our half to get the ball, and he's dropping a couple of shoulders and yeah. passing it back to Maitland-Niles or Bunduzi. Man, he's, he's not in the right positions to really right. We need to go to Emery's house, man. Who's, who's down? <laughs> Bro, come on. I've, got, I've, I've got the BM outside, man. Shameless, shameless name drop from you. What BM does that? What, what, what plate is that? Aye, aye, I'm angry, bro. I'm angry, bro. Allow it, man. Let me angry. This pod makes me angry, man. Wait, let, let's let's. Sorry, bro. No man, and the shame, no man. Let's move on to um the uh the Frankfurt. So we got Frankfurt tomorrow, which so we'll briefly touch on that because I I, I don't know. Have we named like a squad or anything to go out there? I, I don't think. We yes, have. We, we have. Oh, we have. We okay, have. Right. And it's a strong squad. Right. There's okay. no youth players. There's only Saka. That's oh, it. Fuck me, man. I think Emil went. Didn't Emil Smith Rowe go as well? Yeah, yeah. Emil yeah. Saka yeah, yeah, yeah. Martellani. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, about it. But holding us in there. Obama Yang's no, there. No, I wanted Obama oh, Yang at home with his legs up, yeah, chilling. Why is, why you is know, Obama Yang, bro, he's a muppet, bro. Ah, would, would, you, would you guys, would you guys start Pepe? Yeah, um, I would probably nah. start Pepe. Yeah. I'll probably start Pepe because we've got to play some strong players. I can't lie. I do. I don't care. Any team out there man. should be getting results. Man. Fuck, man. 
we got to put a strong squad out there and kind of get the first win. I think it be, could be good for Pepe, man. But then again, we're playing on Sunday. But surely he's good for two games in a That's week. And he's surely good for that. He started pre-season. I wouldn't say late, but if you remember, he was him and Torreira yeah, doing something kind of. He didn't have a pre-season. Yeah, he didn't. He so didn't he have go, like, Let him play. So why is Ozil not travelled then? Fuck. He plays because and he's a big dog in this man. He does his own thing now. <laughs> he's the, he's the, so he's the only no him and Socrates are the only ones that haven't travelled. Uh, they got a shisha bar together. Man. Yeah, yeah. Ozil's yeah. he's on reality man. TV. Pop. He's rested. Nah, don't worry, don't worry about him. Blue. That man are chilled up in him. North man with a bit of shisha and a kebab. <laughs> man, it, it, it's a good and opportunity though security. for um, Chambers and Holden. I think because I, I would imagine those two will play. Um, yeah. Because if Socrates has been left at home, I don't think David Lu- Luiz will play, will he? Um, so I'd imagine I don't holding, holding I don't Chambers know, play. I, I think he's going to put out a strong team because I feel like he won, he loves the Europa League because it's a good thing for the reputation of any kind of um, continental coach to do well in Europe. Mm. And two, I feel like he wants to have a bounce back to get the confidence back in the team. Mm. Um, me personally, I, 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 would, I would just allow it. Like I would just be like, whatever. Yeah, play, play, <laughs> play Robbie Burton in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robbie Burton in them. <laughs> yeah. like, under 18. <laughs> Bring, bring all them man in there because to be, to be honest I feel like this is a golden opportunity to do well in the league mm. and we should sack everything off sack it all off under 18s in the Carabao Cup under 23s in the FA Cup under 23s in the Europa League like bin it all off yeah. Yo, personally he's going to play a strong team though yeah, I know. Look, right. he, he, he can't not play a strong yeah, team. Yeah, he's got look strong squad. players there, isn't it? I mean, Torreira will play uh, because he didn't play. Well, he only played twenty minutes on the weekend, so Torreira will play. I would imagine Ganduzi probably plays. Probably Shaka um, as well, probably. Yeah, Yo, maybe Shaka. I think no. I think Willock will play. I think Willock will play still. Yeah, he probably will. Yo, this guy was at a coaching convention and he he argued with um Fergie over the Europa League. Who? This is Emery. how much this guy. Emery, yeah, he loved the Europa League, man. What do you say? Um, Apparently, like uh, Ferguson was talking about how this is not really a competition that is of any like stature, and like Emmy was arguing against it basically. And then Fergie was saying back to him, like, "Wouldn't you rather be in the Champions League?" And well, that tells you everything. Like, he was arguing with Ferguson about this, you know, like <laughs> it's crazy. Mm. And um, oh, I think um, the coaching staff, for, like, yeah, they were, I think last year they were recommending them to play weaker teams in the Europa League, and then. Um, yeah, and he was just playing strong teams anyway, and obviously he got to the final. So, I, and he probably feels justified in his choices. I, I didn't, so I didn't blame him again. too tough for that though, because I feel like last season there wasn't as big as an opportunity to do well in the league. So, like last season, I think we all felt, you know, yeah, what, fourth that, is yeah, probably that. beyond us, isn't it? So, nah, nah BS, man. When the turn of the year came, when yeah. it was, whenever we had that period, when we, we had that golden opportunity, he should have done it, man. Mm, maybe we were I, I mean, he had more reason to do it last season <laughs> than this year. Is my point. Nah, yeah, that's what I'm about nah. Nah, he, he does it because it's a thing for himself, in my mm, opinion, yeah. and it's a thing that he values a thing highly. We should bin it off, man. This is why we need to leave the EU anyway. Brexit means that. <laughs> yeah, no, Forget all these dumb toys. Hey, Bre- don't worry, Brexit's I, coming I, I anyway, don't worry. Status, so I'm, I'm calm, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, one phone call and that can change, mate, yeah? Hey, man, relax. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I mean, look, I, I don't really care about tomorrow's game. Um, we'll probably lose anyway, if I'm being honest. Frankfurt aren't, you know, I, I know they've sold a few players, but they'll probably still beat us in Germany. Yeah, we, yeah. we seem they're to struggle dead, away against lost, everyone. So. They lost on the weekend. Did they? They lost on the weekend as well, I think, yeah. against Augsburg or something. Yeah. 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 
They're not that good this year. They'll, they'll be us, man. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. Um, so obviously Villa's on the <laughs> Villa's on the weekend, which you know we we need to win that game and we need to win it convincingly, man. We we really need to. Villa are not a good side, so um... we, we've had one convincing win since Una Emery has been in charge against um, Fulham. Was that five one against Fulham? Yeah. Who else? Mm-hmm. Who else have we panned? And then even then, Fulham had chances, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So otherwise, oh, that, was, one, one goal that was all. Yeah, that was all Ramsey in that game against Fulham, man. Yeah, yeah. But that's the case of us, man. Every other game, we're hanging on in the last ten minutes. The game's never dead at eighty minutes. It's always alive. Never always dead in the first, first half. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember well, we had that issue last season of always conceding in the first half or something? Um, or, or like, oh, no, yeah. no, what was it? We never went <laughs> ahead. We were never led at half time. Yeah. God, man. We've been for a lot, man. Yeah. That's that list manager stuff, man. What is with that? All right, let's uh, let's move on to some listeners' questions then. I've got quite a few. Mostly, as you can imagine, are about uh, the future of um, Emery. So let me rumble through some now. Uh, but okay, so I've got one from your favourited B. Do you think Tierney, Bellerin, and Holden would make that much difference to our defence? If no. there's no structure, no. Like it doesn't mm. matter what individual comes no. in there. If there's no structure or no greater emphasis on defending, can forget about it. Like mm. you can forget about it. I don't know why Arsenal fans do this thing. I'm not saying the guy who asked question said this. It's always the guy who's not involved that's gonna come and fix it. There mm. needs to be a structure. There is no Where, defensive structure. How has Holden got this status amongst Arsenal fans where it's like As oh, don't worry? Every, when uh, when Holden comes back, it's gonna be what what has Holden I like ever him, showed you yeah. that he is this like second coming of Paolo Maldini? Like what what the hell? Where has that come from? He's northern, isn't it? Oh, Mate, he's from Bolton. <laughs> nah, you hell. know what? It is, but with defence, defence is always greater than the sum of its parts. Defence mm. is all about not just the uh, um, coaching defensively uh, in the defence as a team. It's how you defend as a team. A good defensive strategy. So, yeah. But, um, so, uh, yeah. Where I would say, though, is I think uh, Tierney is going to be 100 times better than Krasnach. In both, going both ways. Sure. Uh, Bellerin is going to be 10 times, well, 100 times better than Aitlin, um, what's his name? Maitland Niles. So I think, and Holden, I'm, I don't think Holden is better than what we have. So uh, what I was going to just say in the fullback areas, like individual errors, um, just in, like f- final ball execution, those kind of things, I think will improve. So, yeah, stra- uh, like in terms of a strategy, you don't think ben, sorry, sorry to cut you off, Lewis. You don't think Maitland Niles, just for argument's sake, to play devil's advocate mm. for all of Maitland Niles' criticisms, you don't feel he's better in the final third than Bellerin to a slight degree? Nah. Mm, no. Because I always hear this one a lot. I felt it's a I don't even think Bellerin's good in the final third, but I don't think Maitland Niles is either. Like, he's never shown me any sort of composure when he gets into the box, like an eye for a he's pass. He's too sloppy, man. Yeah, he, he, his, his, he his crosses some... and passes always seem to be cut out. Uh, I think Bellerin showed last season that uh, he he had something like one of the highest XGs um, for a right back. Uh, not even just for a right back, actually. Um, not XGs, sorry. What's the other one? XA. XA. He had like a really good XA before he got injured. Like one of the highest in the league. Yeah, he, he, he was in good form. Yeah, exactly. So I think uh, uh, if I, I'll quickly have a look at Maitland-Niles for this season. I'm pretty sure it won't be that good. Um so yes, let me I... have a look. It's... All I say is Brexit, Carlos. Yeah, that is the only thing. Oh, oh only my th- god, I'm chatting shit. Maitland-Niles has got the best XA in the in our team. 
Oh really? My brother made that. And he's got, and he's got two right. assists. What, what? What were those two assists then? Johnny Maitland. Well, well <laughs> I'm just gonna have to edit all this bit out then, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, but Brexit Carlos is the biggest thing I'm looking forward to this season. Mm. Wait, no, I'm just wondering about that. Where, where was these assists? Uh, against he's, he's Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle. And Watford. And just now, yeah. Just one. Wait, what was gone. the one against? Oh, yeah, but that was some simple pass, man. He's, what, he squared it for an open goal? For over, yeah. He's still allowing, man. Allow it, man. I, I, free, I, man. No, allow it because that run against Watford was unreal. Yeah, no. The it, one was, that he, it was. Yeah, it was. I'll give him credit for that. I'll give him credit for that still. But, all right, fair enough, man. I've got to eat my hat, and I. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think Bellerin's better than him in the final third. Anyway, like those those assists Bellerin would have got too still, but um, maybe not the one against Newcastle. Um, but yeah, I think just in terms of individual errors, I think we'll improve um, by having those two back. Um, because, um, maybe, but the pressure is the pressure, man. And the, most yeah. of individual errors have really come from centre back, anyway. Yeah, true. But I mean, we but, but our turnovers come from full backs as well. Like they do, they do. Yeah, they do. They're, they're so bad. Terrible like, on the ball. Terrible. Especially when they get pinned against that touchline as well. There's like they, they don't know how to get out. And I know that's, fair, that's a structural not, thing as well. It's a team, yeah. It's yeah, a team yeah, yeah. because one thing I've noticed because everyone doesn't really. Our, our team is definitely not um, confident playing out for the back because people don't. They hide. Yeah. Everyone hides from the ball. Mm-hmm. No one's really about it. No one's like, okay, give it to me. Apart from Genduzi, no one's about. No one's really coming to it and like demanding the ball. Uh, Sebaos did that against Burnley, but I mean, you don't want too many people doing that, do you? No, of course not. But you you need some. You mm. need some, and everyone like a lot of the time. You see when Maitland Niles did that dumb lazy ball like across yeah, yeah. across their own box because no one was showing for the ball. Mm. <laughs> no, yeah, that's why, to a degree, I allow Pepe. You know, because even in that Liverpool game, we got ripped, but he was giving them a problem. That's why I don't mind the frustrating thing because we, mm. whether it's guys that want to carry the ball, whether it's dribblers, whether it's people that get it out of their feet and play a difficult pass, we're lacking bravery consistently throughout this squad. So I don't really mind it. Like like you said, people hide defense. People it's like everybody's looking to someone else when we're playing out from the back to do it nine times out of ten ironically Xhaka the one that wants to be brave but we all know who Xhaka is and what comes with that which is the root of a lot of our problems again I don't even think Xhaka wants to be brave he only wants it in the most favourable favourable position for himself now, I'll and give Sha- you that he does cross me as someone brave he's just lacking technical ability to that level really <laughs> like for me and Xhaka's actually cheeky you know because you know when you play ball I like- and, you, and you do things for yourself to make yourself look yeah, good, yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. you might shake the team. So Shaka will get the ball, it will come out to him, and he'll shake his teammate by skipping it straight back. Yeah, exactly. I'm exactly. putting the team under mad pressure. <laughs> but it's just like, oh, I didn't lose a ball in it. So. Mm. Nah, nah. All right, next question. Um, so this is from Lucky Number One, Lucky Number None. He asks uh, After Chambers played well versus Newcastle, you guys, well, uh, this was uh, Leroy who made this point. He said, You guys made a great point about keeping your place based on merit. How do you think this is sitting amongst some players, considering the CBs and Xhaka keep starting despite countless mistakes? Well, they're, they're, they're pissed. There's no incentive. What's the incentive mm. to, train, to train all the work hard? Mm. None. Might as well just chill, it, do whatever you want. Is it time to change up the centre backs? Yes. So, so what what should we do? Agree. Uh, um, well, 
They're all calam, man. They're all calam. <laughs> if you make if you make a dumb mistake, you're dropped until you have to work to win your team back. Yeah, yeah. Ask... You have to pattern yourself until you can. And, and, and the last one, I mean, even though David Luiz makes countless mistakes, Socrates made the biggest one last time, so drop Socrates this time, mm. and then he has to work. If David Luiz makes another mistake, which is only around the corner, drop him. <laughs> it's just round the corner. Yeah, What's the yeah, score yeah. now? Five two. Five two. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like Wait, let me just double check. <laughs> five two in mistakes. Five Luiz, two Socrates. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, th- th- yeah th- this is a counter not just for mistakes leading to goals. This is mistakes leading to big chances, is it? No, near misses, like near proper misses. near misses. Okay, yeah, near misses yeah. and goals. Yeah, even even Socrates against Spurs as well. Like who is it? Uh, I think Leno made the error, but even Socrates he gets away with dumb. Yeah, that, stuff. that's that's yep. that's what he got. That's, that's what he got, got a mark for. It, that's what he got a mark for. Okay, like, we're watching everything. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, cool. Yeah, no, ma- no matter where it happens, yeah, don't let him get away with nothing. <laughs> so, who else would swap around? So, Leroy said he would put Chambers in um, instead of Socrates. Would anyone else ch- change uh, centre backs, or would you keep with what we've got? Well, actually, I would play holding the Chambers in this game, and whoever yeah. plays the best will we'll okay. go in the Prem game. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I, I think I would probably stick with what we've got because I don't, I don't know about Chambers and holding man. I don't know. Bro, yeah, but they can't do any worse, man. Like, I don't know because I quite like Socrates as a defender, innit? So, um... yeah, I like it, but then I deep to he's dead, man. Like, <laughs> like, he, I was buying into all of that. He loves defending. He's on this, and I like it. I he he's been looking dodgy this preseason, and that form has continued. I like him. At, at first, I thought it was some Turkish kebab, man. He's looking more and more like it as the as the days go on. Do you know what? Do you know what? It's weird because Socrates was very good last season. Yeah, he, he made no mistakes. He was solid. He was very good defensively. This season, he's been a shambles. Shambles. It's oh. the presence of Luis, bro. Horrible. Yeah, Luis, Luis is making him. Hey, shook, I don't so. know. Mm. Making him nervous. Effect. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Count Dr- Count Dracula asks. Uh, oh God, his his name is Lundberg in. Yeah, so you you can tell what the question is going to be about, okay? <laughs> um, would you be okay if Jumberg took over until the summer so we have time to find a proper coach? I mean, I don't think we need to do that. Yeah. I think there's other options out there that um, are more experienced managers that could probably do... Uh, listen, I don't know what kind of job Jumberg would do, but are mm. you gonna, if, I, if you're going to sit here and ask me, do I trust Jumberg to do that? No, 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 I don't. I have no reason to trust him to do that so uh, I would rather if we are going to get rid of Emery now and use someone as a stopgap till the summer then I would rather get someone in who has experience of managing because why put in someone inexperienced when we're not exactly we're not we're not in like uh, uh, desperate measures you know like um, where we absolutely need results and stuff like that we that things aren't things aren't that bad we're level points with Chelsea United um um Spurs so you know things are still there the top four is there to be made so we should appoint someone who has the ability to get us there do you know what yeah yeah, go for it definitely I think at this point um, I I like I like the ideas of um, Jungberg and also Teta being managers at some point but um, if if we second Emery mid-season I don't think Appointing any of them would be a good idea. I think um, probably better to get someone actually to stir the ship because it will probably be pretty bad. Um, I'd imagine it'll probably be around December when we played City, uh, United, or whatever our schedule was. It looks pretty look, looks we pretty horrible. After so, um, yeah. Um, so 
Um, I, th- I think in the summer we have quite a difficult schedule, so okay. um, a lot of people thinking this is where he could he could be um, he could be sacked. But um, I think I'd rather get someone into stewardship um, with experience and um, someone that's been there before and been probably an interim manager before. So um, I think I prefer that than um, just putting our hopes on Jungberg. Um, if if I can't I can't be that bad that we think in oh, the season is a write off already. So that's the that's yeah. the only scenario where I'd be like, okay, yeah, give it to one of them so they can kind of um, G- give it to Oli for the rest base. of the season. <laughs> and, uh, and then when he and when he get when he wins four games in a row, give him a fucking eight year contract. Yes, <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to. Wait, him, so. I don't get this fetish Arsenal fans have with putting in a newbie manager to our football club. Mm. You've had no experience. On what grounds? What I don't. On what grounds do you have to recommend Jumberg or Arteta? Because they play for Arsenal. Because he puts cones out for Pep. Because Jumberg like, seems scored six against Brighton under 17s, isn't it? That's, that's bruv, yeah, yeah. It makes no sense. We have no evidence whatsoever that these people are going to be good coaches or managers. And, mm. and you want to chuck them in when we're at a tipping point at our club. This is make or break. If we continue to not make the top four, Chelsea and United strengthen, we are going to wave off into mediocrity. If we make the top four, we can go from strength to strength and we can actually see ourselves going back and competing again. Mm. Like, this is such a crucial part of our club. We can't entrust it to someone who's not experienced. Yeah. No, I agree, man. I agree. Um, Original Jim Bob asks, do you think... um, So, I think Anton got asked this question and he said uh, he doesn't really have much faith in the uh, backroom staff to do this. But he asked, do you think the new management team is ruthless enough to get rid of Emery before the end of the season? Yeah, I think so to a degree. Yeah, I think I think so to a degree. Yeah, because I mean, if he's not doing his job, he's not doing his job. What leads me to say no in that when they, I know his contract technically runs up at the end of the season, but they're probably looking at it. He's a key term head coach. It does. It did seem like when he was appointed. Louis, you heard Luis Enrique wanted to come. There was question marks over the budget. It does seem like Emre's kind of... He'll argue his case about signings and other things, but if you tell him, yo, this is what you're getting, this is what you're getting, he'll put up with it. So will they be prepared for someone that might be a bit more of a... Of a not, not Less of a yes man is what I'm getting. I'm not too sure. It, it really, We are in a... Like you said, we're in a delicate situation as a club. I think they are ruthless enough, but I think they'd really have to be pushed. Arsenal have shown in almost all their decisions, for as much criticism we get, we give them, that it won't be anything they do is not a hasty decision. It seems to be a long, dragged-out process, so it'd probably have to really deteriorate. Yeah, exactly. So I think um, it would have to get pretty bad for him to get psyched. Um, so I, I think he probably won't. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past um, them to. Um, I, I don't think they'll end the. I hope so. Unless. Unless he does um, um extremely bad, but um, I wouldn't put it past the new regime to just not renew his contract. Um, yeah, I think I think so that's the most. That's I, I, I can't see him in charge next season. I really can't, unless he far exceeds um expectations, and you know we finish fucking second or something. Yeah, which is never going to happen, is it? Um, unless that yeah, happens, it, it, I don't finish think finish third in Europa League is the only way I can see him staying. I mean, I was listening to one. I was listening to one insiders podcast again. No free press. Like you got to pay us if you want any kind of promo. So I'm not going to mention nice, you. Nice. But um, or you can do it, and we'll just invoice them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they were saying that apparently Josh Conkey isn't very happy with Emery after the end of season report last season, and mm. um, and he was my actually guy. and he was actually reluctant to invest as my much guy. as he was planning yeah, to my hitter, my because hitter. 
he thought, mm, I'm not sure this is a guy. We're going to kind of hold back. Even this summer, we kind of hold back on our full-fledged investment until we see what happens. Um, and then when he gets someone he believes in, then yeah. they're going to go big. So that's what apparently this, the, the, these people said. Mm. Football insider. Um, pay us if you want sponsorship. You know, <laughs> you know who you are, football insider. <laughs> yeah, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me let me do one last one because I know we've all got beds to go to in it. Um, uh, KNL uh, Sonny asks, uh, what manager outside the current top six would you take over Emery if you had to choose one? So I guess Brendan, Brendan Rodgers. Rodgers. Yeah, well, Brendan Rodgers one. Yeah, um, there's a couple still. Yeah, it's <laughs> a few in it. I know Leroy's going to mention his, his Norwich manager. Hey, Daniel Fokker, my I'm, my you, black. Bro, I'm, I'm there as well. I'm there as well. <laughs> Yo, I'm taking Hasenhutl as well. Who? Hasenhutl from um, Southampton. Uh, I keep forgetting your German because you pronounce everything properly. Wait, I don't even know. Oh, I don't yeah, even know yeah, what I you know what that. Who, who did you say? <laughs> say, say it the English. Say it the proper British way, all right? Say, say, say how oh, we man, understand it. His name is Ralph Hasenhutl, so that's his name. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Housing hey, Huntel, sick. yeah, Housing Huntel. That's that's how we that's how we say it, right? Yeah, get it right. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, to be fair, yeah, there is quite a few, isn't there? Because I'll take Eddie Howe as well. Oh, allow it. You're so Brexit. Allow it. Allow it. Allow. Oh, oh yeah. so, sorry. If his name was Eddie Hauser, then you would be taking him, wouldn't you, mate? Ah, uh, <laughs> you're taking a piss. <laughs> um, who else? I'll probably take Nuno as well from um, Wolves. Mm. I, I take Pellegrini still. Bit defensive. Yeah. What's the Everton geezer? The the one everyone loves, but he's never done anything. Marco Silva. Nah, yeah. I think, Paul, I think hey, he's Paul a big Mercer fraud. was right about him all the time, you know. Yeah. I think he's a big fraud. Yeah, Paul Mercer was right about him yeah, all the time. Yeah, he, really said, he said fixtures don't get organised <laughs> in Greece until the week before. He was right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he was right. <laughs> Yeah, there is quite a few. Like, oh, I, I think yeah. the only ones I would... I think it would be easier to list than the ones that I wouldn't take. So, Roy Hodgson. Um, what's Bernie's... Sean Dyche. Sean Dyche. Um, the, I don't know about the Sheffield United manager. Uh, Wait, no, Bob, it, it, I want to see overlapping fullbacks at the carpet. Yeah, overlapping centre-backs. <laughs> Chris Wilder, yeah. That's o- his name. Overlapping centre-backs at <laughs> the carpet, still. Um, Brighton's manager, Graham Potter. Hey, do you know what? I did that. Listen, Graham. Yeah, I like Graham. <laughs> I don't know about Dean Smith. He used to he used to be a centre back for Leighton Orient. When I was um when I was young and I was at Leighton Orient Academy, but they used to make us ball boy at Leighton Orient, and he was the club captain back then. He was a, he was a good lad, good lad, and it's, it's good to see him managing the Premier League. That's quite crazy. But um yeah, I mean uh, I see that plug there, Lou. Yeah, 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 yeah name drop from Lewis. Yeah, I'll be know. invoicing him later. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean there there is quite a lot, isn't there? That would that that we could take. Um, whether they would be the required level to take us to where we want to be is another question. So, yeah. mm. how many of the them prim- would you say is? The Prem's a madness, you know, this year. Mm. Like, it's actually a madness. It's bare quality on the bench and bare quality on the pitch. Every team. Yeah, well, it was a madness last year as well, man. It just keeps yeah. getting like Everton spend seven hundred million pounds every summer to finish eighth every summer yeah. every year. Like it's crazy, man. <laughs> Everton Carp, innit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, lads. Um, let's call it a day there because uh, we've all got work tomorrow and stuff. Um, uh, make sure to use the hashtag hashtag touchline fracas. Um, Delu, did you wanna do you wanna give yourself another plug again? 
just in case people right, yo, miss it at the start. Yo, tell me about the plugs. I respect it. Deluded Guna on everything. All my socials from from Facebook to Twitter is Deluded Guna 04. Just type in Deluded Guna on YouTube and all my content and things I've done is there, man. Yeah, give him a follow, guys. Um, uh, Leroy, Dan, any plugs for you? I ain't got no plug, man. No plugs? No plugs. <laughs> all right. All right, then, lads. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be back next week anyway, hopefully with uh, two wins under our belt. Gabriel. cyber attacks at cyber reason we can tell you exactly what it takes it takes an army of battle-tested defenders on a mission defenders who fight foes that operate under the cover of digital darkness defenders who think move and adapt faster than cyber attackers defenders with the technology and effortless automation to spot an attack forming on computers mobile devices servers and the cloud and alert you when it matters most to end cyber attacks it takes the brightest minds in global cyber intelligence working to deliver future ready protection to guard your data wherever the fight moves cyber reason is ready to win the battle with you and for you in the fight to end cyber attacks we are the defenders join us to reverse the adversary attacks with proactive protection against ever-evolving threats cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere learn more at cyberreason.com that's c-y-b-e-r-e-a-s-o-n.com sports social podcast network Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.